I'm so glad to be here today. How are y'all? How many of y'all glad to be in the house of the Lord today, man? You absolutely act like it. You act like you're glad to be here. The presence of the Lord is in this house and it's tangible. It's real. A lot of times, you know, as much as we travel all around the world, we go to churches and we go to worship services and you can tell when it's a fabricated presence. But when you come to church at the bridge, it's not a fabricated presence. It's a real authentic presence. It's real. You know why it's real? It's real because I believe that you're a body of believers who truly mean this thing. You really love the Lord. You really honor God. You really honor your leaders. You are really passionate about being the greatest representatives of God's kingdom here where you live. Am I talking to the right group? Am I sensing the right thing? And this is why the Lord is blessing you beyond measure. This is why he's increasing your capacity. This is why no weapon formed against you will ever be able to prosper. You're protected. You are favored. You are taught well. You have the greatest pastors on the planet. Yeah, for those of you that are confused about the uncle thing, this is my brother. He's your spiritual father, so I'm your spiritual uncle. And I'm honored, I'm honored to be that because I have the opportunity to serve you anytime Pastor Jose calls on me and says, man, I want you to come. I don't care if he calls me at midnight on a Saturday night I'll, and he says, man, I need you to come Sunday. I'll be here. I'll be here. I have a really fast car. I will get here from Myrtle Beach. In fact, coming here, we flew United Airways, United Airlines. Shout out to United Airlines. And I'm giving you all a shout out because our plane was set to board at 5.55 a.m. from Myrtle Beach. Cold, snowy Myrtle Beach where I live. 5.55 a.m. I woke up at 5.47. And Dominic says to me, Marcus, I was like, what? He said, what time is your flight? I looked at the clock. My plane was boarding at 5.55. I got in the car. So I'm not going to tell you everything I didn't do. <laughs> I got in the car at 5.56. The flight's boarding at 5.55. We live 7.3 miles from the airport in Myrtle Beach. There are no highways, so it's all like a road of traffic lights. 7.3 miles is a nice little distance. It's not like a hop in a, you know. And the Lord blessed me to make it to the airport at 5, no, 6.09. They said we're closing the door at 6.15. I'm in TSA pre-check. And they're saying, if Marcus Gill is in the terminal, final boarding call. It happened to be the day that pre-check was closed, so I had to get the little card and wait on the regular line and wait behind all those vacationers. And I said, I'm not going to get this flight. I'm not going to get this flight. I don't know. I don't know. But United Airlines, thank you all so much because y'all kept that door open for me. I ran. I ran. I ran. But I have to ask God for forgiveness because the speed limit on that road getting to the airport is 35. 
the only reason I got there was by the grace of God and the ability to do about 75. So, so if I needed to be here, I'd be here. And I love your pastor so much. Amen. Can you give them a great big round of applause? All right, I've rapped, I've done comedy, and now I'm going to preach. <laughs> but before I get into the message, I want to thank God for my friends that came with us today. Amen. Pastor Titus Young came from Washington, D.C. <laughs> and of course, Pastor Joe Benjamin came from Birmingham. Birmingham, not Alabama, Birmingham, United Kingdom. <laughs> and pastor told me that this was okay because he said I'm at home, right? I just, I don't want these gentlemen, these men of God to come this far. They have fallen in love with Pastor and Annette. Uh, pastor Annette, I'm telling you, it's automatic. I just want them to say hello to y'all before I get into the message. Is that okay? All right. Hi. <laughs> so thank you so much, men of God. I'm really it's such an honor to be in this building today. Pastor Jose, you didn't know this, but I've been watching online. I've been part of the online community, and I love the secret sauce. All right? <laughs> so I just want to, I'm so thankful to the Lord for allowing me to be here. You know, there are certain places that you walk in, and your life changes forever. And this is one of those places. I walked in through the door. See, when God is ready to bless you, or when there's a shift in the season, he sends a man. And I believe when I walked in through that door, I believe God sent you not for these here, but he sent you for me. I honor you, and I love you, and, and I'm here for the ministry. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Pastor Joe, please say something. Thank you so much. I am really happy and blessed to be here today. Now, uh, here's the thing. I'm uh, here for the first time. I'm in the United States of America for the first time. <laughs> and this is the first church that I've attended in the USA. <laughs> And I know that God is saying something about that, something really big. And I think uh, I said this to uh, the men of God that as I came in, one thing that I felt was a palpable love. It's like you could feel a thick, a thick aroma of love in this place. Um, so I just want to honor you, Pastor Jose and uh, Pastor Annette. Thank you so much for your hospitality, your love. Thank you for the love that you have for my blessed mentor. Uh, and I'm so thankful to God because I'm here because of him. Uh, Pastor Marcus uh, just sent me a text message and he says, can you come to the U.S. for lunch? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so I got on a plane all the way from the United Kingdom for lunch. <laughs> but God has given me much more than lunch. I'm here, to be, I'm here with you and uh, today was just amazing. And thank you for the word, men of God. And 
everything that's happening, I'm just here to learn and just soaking everything in. Uh, hear this, hear this, church, church on the bridge. God is about to take you to places you've never been before. <laughs> Glory be to God. Uh, the building that you're praying for, you're trusting God for, is already provided for. <laughs> <laughs> Glory be to God. With the leadership that God has given, the grace that God has given your man and woman of God, uh, the next level, the next dimension is available to you even right now. Thank you so much. I love you all. God bless you. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Amen. Awesome, awesome. Now, that's blessed. You didn't expect that today. Your church would be the first church at a mighty man of God all the way from the United Kingdom, the first USA experience. And guess what? You know what happened? Let me tell you something. I'm going to take a little credit for that. Because, because... I always talk about church at the bridge. And this is already into the sermon. This is in the sermon now. I always talk about church at the bridge. Everywhere we go, I said, man, I have a friend. And they have a phenomenal church. But the, let me tell you the reason why the conversation starts. The conversation starts because y'all are in a place, like Deacon Amos was telling us earlier, that was known for violence, murder, drugs, partying, and you've taken this place and you've made it into a house of God. I don't know if you realize how much of a big deal that is. You've been talking about the secret sauce. Now, Pastor Jose got the best sauce. I'm just bringing you my sauce. I hope you like it. Because next week you're going to get your real sauce back. Think about this. God honors you enough to allow you to do something that no other church has ever done. You're worthy of that. And he's continuing to bless this ministry and expand this church because of how you have chosen to honor him. You've chosen to honor him by having a heart of repentance. You've chosen to honor God by having a heart of worship. You've chosen to honor God by how you serve. This is all wrapped up in this thing that Jesus told us about in Matthew 16 and 33, where he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Everything necessary for life will be added unto you because you are seeking God. And in your seeking God, you are honoring God. And as a result of your honoring God, the reward is all these things will be added unto you. This is the announcement for you that as you go through this secret sauce series, learning how to honor and taking your honor to another level, next level favor is being released on all of your houses. Next level increase is being released on this church. And I want you to wave your hand in the air right now. Because as you were worshiping, the Lord showed me this. He said, Marcus, there's an anointing in the air. I'm releasing oil in the air. Rush is here. Because honor is in the air, why am I asking you to wave by faith? Because from this day forward, everything your hands touch, it will prosper in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe it, give God a great big praise right now. Come on, your businesses are blessed. Your children are blessed. Your education is blessed. The songs that you've been praying for are blessed. Your, your finances will be blessed. You'll lay hands on your body if you have sickness, and you'll be healed by the power of God. There's honor in the room. And where there's honor, there are miracles. Jesus, 
Jesus, praise God, Jesus could not work miracles in his hometown. Not because people there didn't need the blessing. And not because Jesus had a struggle and he can't do something. He could not function in a place where honor was absent. Which tells me that where honor is, Jesus shows up. And wherever Jesus is, miracles are there. So if honor is in this house, Jesus is in this house. That means he don't mind showing up and working miracles for those here. And as Pastor Jose and Pastor Annette are pouring this sauce on you, and you taking the stains and rubbing that sauce in your house, honor is in your house, which means Jesus is showing up to your house. And you take the stains from this sauce, and you rub it in the workplace. Everybody there might not know Jesus, but because you're carrying this honor sauce in the workplace, Jesus shows up in your workplace. Are you hearing me, somebody? Honor is the seed for favor. Somebody say, I honor. Oh, my goodness. Let me show you a picture here. I hate when people show their families off, but I'm going to do mine today. That's my wife, Dominique, for those of you who don't know. She fine. That's my daughter, Madison, on this side. She is four years old. She just turned four last week. And then that young lady over there. Her name is Macy. She's one and five months. She's the same age as your grandbaby. They were born a couple of days apart. And this is my beautiful family that I have to always let you know that I love them and they're praying for me at home. And uh, yeah, I'll see them tonight. But please, by all means, if you can, that one on the far side. All right, y'all give me some of this sauce. She needs the sauce. That's my family, and I know they're watching live. I love y'all so much. All right. Somebody say, honor's in my house. I'm going to talk from the subject, honor overflow. That's, that's my flavor of the sauce. It's honor overflow this week. The Bible says something in Romans chapter number 12, verse number 10. Now, Paul here is one of my favorite books in the Bible because this book, Paul really took his time to teach on the power of salvation and he began to educate the people of God in this chapter, specifically Romans chapter number 12, on sacrifice, the responsibility that we have, not only just to God, but the responsibility we have for ourselves and how it is that we find ourselves responsible for each other. Leadership is not about rank. Most people think that leadership is about rank. If I'm a leader, that means I'm better than you. I'm over you. Leadership is not about rank. Leadership is about responsibility. A person who wants leadership because of rank is a person that does not understand the full dynamic of a great leader. There's a word, koach, K-O-A-C-H, K-O-A-C-H, koach. It's the Hebrew word for power, might, force. And it's power, might, and force that comes only from God. I'm writing a book right now called The Seven Character Traits of a Koach Leader. A leader who leads 
with power, might, and force from God. Your pastor is what we would call a koach leader. Pastor Annette is a woman of God that we would call a koach leader. Truth of the matter is, every man and every woman in the sanctuary right now, you are a, say it, koach leader. Now everybody rub the back of your neck because whoever... Right? You are co-op leaders. Why? Because everybody in this room is a carrier of force, power, and might from God. And when you carry this force, this power, and this might from God, guess what you are now worthy of? If you carry this authority, not concerned about rank, but concerned about responsibility, you are a man and a woman worthy of honor. Because You've accepted the assignment to be a force, to be a mighty warrior, and to be a leader who leaves a mark on this world that cannot be erased. The truth of the matter is, every person in this room that calls Church at the Bridge home should find its sweatless behavior to honor these co-op leaders. Why? Because they're not in this for rank. They're not in this for the recognition. Your pastors have literally demonstrated what it looks like to serve because of their heart for responsibility and their heart to serve and make everybody around them better. Why would we find it a difficult task to honor leaders who are attempting to make greater leaders out of the people they lead? I guarantee you that if you ever snuck into their house or into their prayer closet, or if you were fly on the wall to hear them praying, you would hear them praying, Father, Make the people that I pastor better than us. In the book of 2 Timothy, Paul is teaching Timothy, young Timothy, as he's stepping into leadership, how it is that the elders of the church or the leaders of the church are worthy of what we call double honor. This man and woman of God are worthy of what? Double honor. I like how you said that. You see, the joy that you have in recognizing that and not fighting against it is proof that your heart is in the right place when it concerns honor. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 12, verse number 10 in the New King James Version, he says, be kindly, uh, let's go back to that, there we go, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Now, I want to show this to you from the Passion Bible. The Passion Bible says it like this. Romans chapter number 12, um, verse number 10, TPT. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. So right away, we know that not only do we honor this man and woman of God, but we are responsible for honoring our neighbor. Honor goes like this. And then honor goes like this. Honor also goes like this. You honor the people that God has placed in your life that are above where you are because they're responsible for carrying you to another level. That's this man and woman of God. You honor the people who are where you are because you all are encouraging one another. And the greatest way to be blessed is to take the people that, you know, we don't like to say the people that are under us, but we know, you know what I mean metaphorically, the people who are kind of looking up to us. When you honor the person who would be quote unquote beneath you, that's the greatest sign 
that the spirit of Christ lives in you. Christ in you, your hope of glory, is demonstrated when not only can you honor up, honor to the side, but you can honor down, so to speak. He says, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. That means if you're going to have competition, compete with who's going to honor who more. Let me ask you a question, and I'm going to find out if you got really good friends. How many of y'all, when you go out to eat, do y'all fight over the bill? Uh-oh. And some of y'all made the face like, nope, don't nobody reach for it but me. Right? Compete. If there's going to be any spirit of competition in a church... It should be the competition of who's going to outdo who without loving who. Who's going to outkind who? Who's going to out generosity who? Who's going to outgive who? Who's going to out honor who? Have an attitude with your brother because he honored you before you got to him. I hate it when Pastor Jose calls me first. Now, y'all do it right. You're like, man, I was going to call this person. And then you call me, you feel so guilty because it's almost like they called because they're, they're closer to Jesus. And, you know, they have more Jesus in them to reach out and see how you're doing and you didn't. So now I'm trying to beat you to the punch, right? He says, he says, he says, try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor for one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. How many of you are really excited about honor and excited about serving God? Verse number 12 says, let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual what? Joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Here's the mature part. Verse number 13, he says, Take a contrast interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them and eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. I'm struggling with that one. Pray for me. All right. Uh, <clears throat> speak blessings, not cursings, over those who reject and persecute you. This is, a, this is intentional effort here. Speak blessings and not cursing over those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of what? Harmony. And be as mindful of one another's worth as you are your own. Verse number 16, don't live with a lofty mindset thinking you are too important to serve others. But be willing to do the menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. <laughs> don't be a smug. I didn't come up with this. This was in the Bible before our service started. Don't be a smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Somebody say, honor overflow. I want you to write these down or take a picture of them. Honor requires maturity. Honor requires teachability. 
Honor requires patience. Yes. Honor requires humility. Yes. Honor requires giving. Honor requires leadership. Did y'all forget that Hebrew word yet? What's the, what's the word? URA. Uh-huh. You're going to be saying that to people. And honor requires seeking. Those are my seven requirements for honor that I want you to leave with today. Honor requires what? Maturity, teachability, patience, humility, giving, leadership, and seeking. I want to visit this word giving. When Paul was teaching Timothy about double honor, he wasn't talking about doing something twice. Bow twice. Say God bless you twice. That word double honor, if you really dig deep down into the text and go into the history of that moment and what that meant, you find out that he was teaching him that leaders were worthy, the right leaders, godly leaders, co-op leaders, Pastor Jose and Annette, are worthy of double honor. That double honor, and it's not going to get quiet because y'all going to love this part, meant to give them money. <laughs> a lot of times people think honor is a punishment. Because over the years, too many spiritual leaders especially have treated honor uh, like an obligation. A lot of leaders seek honor because they want to beautify their ego. And as a result of that, people have now seen honor just like we hate the word, like a lot of people hate the word submit, when submission is actually a great opportunity to be blessed when you're submitting to the right authority. But because the world has tainted the word submit and the world has tainted the word honor, people avoid honoring people and people avoid submitting to authority because we have this notion, especially here in the United States of America, that if it's not about me and it's not my way, I don't want any part of it. This is one of the reasons why we have to train up our children with this message of honor. Take this sauce and pour it on your kids. Yes. Because the more they learn selfishness, they will grow up with selfish mindsets, dishonorable behavior, not willing to submit to authority, no respect to authority, and our children are going to be our future business owners, our future mayors, our governors, our presidents, our pastors, and we'll have a world being led by dishonorable leaders. But if we teach them honor, and we teach them submission and we teach them the right way to honor authority and the right way to respect based on the Bible and the kingdom of God. Now we're raising our politicians and our mayors and our governors and our business owners and our teachers and our pastors and our presidents and our moms and dads who will be honorable. And guess what? That's going to be a blessing to your legacy. It begins with you teaching them how to honor. And so giving this double honor is about 
being a blessing. You should honor your leaders so much that you would never ever in your life want to know that they had a broke day. You should be willing to say, hey, I'm going to be a blessing to my pastors. I'm going to give. Even if it's not money, there are ways that you can be a blessing to your leaders by giving them a gift of some sort. Because the giving of a gift is proof of honor. When you give a gift, whether it's monetary or if it's something that you just made, you may be an artist in here and you said, Pastor, Pastor Net, Pastor, I painted this for you. I don't have much, but I have a gift. And this is my gift I want to share with you. Hang this up in your house. They'll never forget you. Not only do you bless these, your leaders, but what if there was a rumor going around Newburgh in the Hudson Valley that over that church of the bridge, they honor so much that you might just randomly get a $100 bill slipped in your hand from a fellow church member. Because this, this thing of giving, of double honor, not just to the leaders only, but even to one another. Oh, come on now. Let's get. Don't make me start pointing at people and asking you to give this one 100 right now. But if you did it willingly. Now, let me tell you why this is okay. This is okay because they don't demand it of you. I know leaders and pastors who demand those things of the people. And then the people don't get blessed as a result of it because they're not giving it out of the right spirit. They're giving it out of fear and out of obligation. Anything you do out of obligation, obligation is something that you want to do that you really don't want to do, but you got to do it because you feel obligated to do it. And then there's no blessing attached to it. But when you truly honor, the giving part is automatic. You want to do it because you just know, you, you're glad that God has given you the provision to put a smile on your leader's face. Are you hearing me, somebody? This is not a fundraiser for Pastor Jose and Pastor Net right now. But I'm teaching you this principle. And you know, I feel we're comfortable saying this too because many of you in the room have, have thought about that kind of thing already. You've thought about that already. And maybe you say, I don't know if that's appropriate. I don't know if You're not going to offend them if you bless them with a gift. And guess what? Even for some of you, you see your brothers and sisters sometime in church and you've had the thought, I want to bless them one day. I want to do something for that family. I want to do, your brothers and sisters are not going to be offended if you bless them. Amen. That is one of the greatest demonstrations of honor. Amen? Yeah. I just got somebody lunch. So honor requires maturity, teachability, patience, humility, giving, leadership, and seeking. Write this down. People of honor must be comfortable with rejection. People of honor, am I doing too much? People of honor must be comfortable with rejection. You know why I say that? Because oftentimes, people of honor stand out amongst those who are dishonorable. Unfortunately, there will always be more people who dishonor than those of us who do honor. You got to be comfortable with rejection because when you're seen honoring, there will be people around you who will criticize your honor and they will try to convince you that you're doing too much. Don't let anybody water down your spirit of honor. Don't ever get to the place where you allow somebody to say, oh, why? they don't deserve all that. You're doing too much. Why don't you do this for you? Why are you doing that? They're not God. You're not supposed to be worshiping your pastors. I'm not worshiping them. I'm honoring them. It's two totally different things. Are you hearing me? 
Be comfortable with rejection. There will be people who will not like you because of your spirit of honor, but you got to be okay with it. I'm delivering this because I know I'm speaking to a mature group of people. See, Church at the Bridge is not one of those churches where you got to check your brain at the door. Y'all bring your brain with you because you want to hear this wisdom and then apply it, right? Be okay with rejection. You may have to stand alone in some seasons when you're the one that decides to honor and flow with the assignment and the word that God has given your man and woman of God in this church. But you won't be lonely forever because as this word is taught, honor is going to prevail. It's going to go like, it's going to just bleed. But be okay with it when it happens. Number two, honor doesn't come because of your money, your education, or your social status. It comes when you operate in obedience to your God-given assignment. You can have all the money in the world, you can have all the power, you can have all the social status you want, but if you're living your life outside of God's will, you're not quite worthy of honor. You are honorable when you're fulfilling your God-given assignment. Number three, honor always leads to promotion, elevation, and admiration from God and man. From God and man. God admires you for your honor. This is why he honors us with his love. He honors us like he did earlier, because I felt it. I don't know if you did, but I felt his presence up in here. He, that's God honoring us. It's a reward. And as much as I love it for God to honor me, let's just be honest. We appreciate when people honor us too. It feels good to know that there are people around you who recognize the light on your life and they're willing to show you honor because of how they see you honor. Let me tell you, a person who does not distribute honor cannot be a receiver of honor. So God admires your service and people will admire your service. The blessings from the Lord will flow for you like never before because God has a way of honoring us. But don't you dare, don't sleep on the, the way that people can honor you too. Because God will use people. Jesus said, shall men give into your bosom? People will honor you. Many of you in this room right now, and you're honorable individuals. You might not have a big pompous title or you may not be in some grand leadership position, but you may not know it. There are people watching you and there are people who absolutely are inspired by your life. You're being honored and you don't even know it. Number four, genuine demonstrations of honor are proof of your maturity and your mindfulness of excellence. Get that in your heart. Genuine demonstrations of honor, because there's a lot of fake demonstrations of honor. You know that, right? People can act like they honor you in your face and they know they can't stand you in your face, but their demonstration is that they love you, but as soon as you leave, Everybody that remains in the room knows the truth about how they feel about you. Anybody ever been the topic of conversation at a table and it wasn't good? And you heard about it? From people that when they're in your face, they act like they really, really, really love you. Genuine demonstrations of honor. These fake demonstrations of honor uh, don't come with any reward. In fact, I believe that as you learn more about honor, you're going to pick up on fake demonstrations of love yourself. To where you won't be fooled by fake love. Oh, I don't know who that was for. Let me shut up. Like, like, let me declare this. Your days of being fooled by fake love are over. 
Because a person who really knows how to honor themselves recognizes real honor. Are you hearing me? So genuine demonstrations of honor are proof of maturity and your mindfulness of excellence. There's no such thing as honor that doesn't come with the spirit of excellence. If you truly honor your, your workplace, you're on time, you're dressed appropriately, appropriately, you complete your assignments with excellence and do the best you can. If you honor your education, you're on time for class, you study, you're trying your best to pass every test. If you honor your household, you keep your house clean. You honor your marriage, you're respectful, you're loving, you go above and beyond to be sure that things are in place to the best of your ability. And most certainly when you honor God, you do this thing called church at the bridge <laughs> with excellence. Yes. You, you're, you're where you're supposed to be. If things change week to week, you go with the flow. You make sure that your assignment that you've been given in the ministry is performed and demonstrated with great excellence. You may not be perfect, but you go above and beyond, above and beyond to be sure that your performance is excellence. Why? Because I honor God, I honor church, I honor my leaders, and I honor the people that I serve with to be sure that if I'm responsible for being in place for something, I'm going to be there and I'm going to perform with excellence. Why? Because I truly honor this opportunity. Remember I told you, leadership is not about rank, it's about responsibility. And those of us who are responsible, we do everything with the mindfulness of excellence. Amen. What number am I on? Number six. Number five. The honoring of others. Somebody say others. others. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor and say, I honor you. All right. The honoring of others is a sweatless task for people of dignity. When you're a person of dignity, you don't find it hard to honor anybody. Even if the statistics about that individual say that they are unworthy of honor, you have dignity enough to say, I'm going to honor you because you're a human being. And maybe perhaps this feeling that I give you by honoring you will help you come to another level. As a, as a leader in this room, you're the person that has to be responsible, not for just influencing people. I don't like when people call me an influencer. I want to be a changer of people. You honoring somebody who normally wouldn't get honored can change them. Are you hearing me? Number six, honor is proof of gratitude. Thankfulness is always a divine seed for increase. Think about it. Anything or anybody you honor is proof that you appreciate it. I honor my pastor because I appreciate him. I appreciate her. I honor my church because I appreciate my church. I honor my family. I appreciate my family. I honor God because I appreciate God. Honor is proof of gratitude. Amen. Amen. Anybody that appreciates you will do all they can to respect you and to honor you and to show themselves uh, honorable to you. Number seven. Honor, I'm coming. Honor calls for protection even in the absence of the one being honored or protected. I'm going to hurry up. I'm going to hurry up. I promise. Honor calls for protection 
even in the absence of the one being honored and protected. Anybody you truly honor, you won't let nobody dog them out in their absence. Right? Anybody you honor, you won't let people speak ill will against them, whether they're present or not. And most certainly, most certainly, can, can I knock on this door? Uncertainly, certainly, you will not allow anybody to ever speak ill will against your pastors. Are you hearing me, somebody? I, man, I, I wish you would talk about my pastor. The man and woman of God that God placed in my life to get me from here to heaven. The person that's teaching me life, teaching me power, teaching me wisdom, and giving me the ability to connect with God more. You mean to tell me you're going to talk about them and I ain't going to say nothing? Absolutely not. I am trusting my life with these people. They pray for me. They speak into my life. They show up for me and my family that don't even come to church. Oh, man, come on here, somebody. Honor will always call for you to protect those who you honor, even in their absence. And it don't just start with pastor and pastor's wife. What's your name? You better not talk about Jeff either. I dare you to talk about Jeff. Well, what you know, who's Jeff? Jeff is a member of my church. Me and Jeff go way back. Fine. We go to the same church. Jeff is my brother. And I bet not ever hear you say nothing else about Jeff or his family. Are y'all following what I'm saying? I know I'm having fun, but it's the truth. Church at the bridge, any enemy on the outside of this ministry can do no harm to anybody on the inside when there are no enemies on the inside. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Honor, honor is protection. What God is doing in this church, y'all got to protect this house. You hear me? You got to protect this house, you got to protect each other, and you got to protect this man of God. Amen. I'm getting off of it. Because y'all going to be, y'all thinking about somebody right now that done said something. Some of y'all are like, uh-huh, don't you, you better stop talking about Pastor Annette. And then number eight, number eight, I'm going to wrap up with this. Honor doesn't just release blessings to you. It releases blessings from you. Blessings flow from you. Sometimes we say, okay, I'm going to honor because I want God to send a blessing to me. But I want you to take it to another level. That's not the greatest experience, to be blessed. It's not. No, absolutely not. It feels good. It's a good experience, but that's not the greatest experience, to be blessed. The greatest experience is to be a blessing. You are a distributor of blessings. People of honor can't wait to distribute a blessing. People of honor look forward to the opportunity to bless somebody. People of honor try to find problems that they can intentionally be the antidote for. You're a leader, so lead in honor. Jesus said to the disciples, 
as he was getting ready to make his journey. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. A lot of times people say, well, I can't fulfill that because I'm not like Pastor Marcus or any of these pastors that travel the world and go from country to country and nation to nation to preach the gospel. What, what, what do I do? It wasn't talking about that alone. When Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, he was talking about your dwelling places. Your nation is your house. Your nation is your workplace. Your nation is the campus where you go to school. Your workplace is the courthouse. Your workplace is the store that you frequently visit the most. Your workplace is your neighborhood. Your, your nation is your neighborhood. Your nation is this church. Your nation is these blocks. That means, he said, teach. Doesn't mean get out a chalkboard and uh, give a lesson. If you can, sure. But even better, teach, Jesus meant, be an example. Show people what honor looks like. Let this church be so saucy. That people will come here just to see a flow of honor that they've never experienced. I think y'all, I think you have this thing. I think you have it. I, I think you have it. And it's only going to get better. And as honor gets better, these banners are going to get better. You'll go from 10,000 to 20,000. 700 to 7,000. 12,000 to 22,000. 23,000. 100,000. Are you following me? Because where there's honor, there's always reward. And I'll wrap up with this. The greater the anointing on these, your leaders, the greater the anointing will be on you. The more you pray for them and ask God to pour into them, the more God is going to pour into you. And then the cycle continues to those that you are out there witnessing to. The people that you're out there praying for. The people that you're out there using your social media accounts to tell about Jesus. That anointing from you will flow to them. And then the cycle will continue and continue and continue. The seed is honor. And your honor is going to always come with a reward. Things that come upon us because... We are blessed. Blessings that come upon us. Blessings that come upon us. Blessings come upon us because of our mindset. Blessings come for us, come to us because of inheritances. And blessings come to us because of our associations. Your mindset, inheritance, and association. Three major ways that blessings come. But none of those methods of being blessed will work out successfully if honor is not its king. So honor. Honor, honor. Thank you so much for letting me share with you today. I love you all so much. All right? Bless you. Come on, can we stand in the house today? <laughs> Psalm 133 states that the anointing of God, it says that how good and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. What's interesting, when it talks about dwelling in unity, it's not talking about gathering just in numbers. 
It's talking about a people who understand honor. And how do we know that? Because if you look at the rest of Psalm 133, it talks about the oil that flows from the top of Aaron's head down to his beard, down to his robe, to the edge of his robe. It's like the dew that falls from Hermon and comes down on Mount Zion, the meeting place of God. And then it says this, for there the commanded, the commanded blessing of the Lord resides. And I am telling you right now that what we have received is a gift today. Pastor Marcus, I want to thank you. Come on, we can show honor, double honor. Pastor Marcus could have been anywhere else. And I'm telling you, he, 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 he chose to honor God and honor this house. And I just want to thank you so much, sir, for a word of God in season. We love you. Everybody say, I love Uncle Pastor Marcus. Come on now, give God some praise. We can have fun in church. But we can open our hearts to the deeper things of God. And I believe that today is a time that merits reflection. The word of God says that his word is like a double-edged sword that pierces to the dividing asunder of our soul and our spirit. To the very joint and marrow of our, of our bodies. In other words, it goes to the deepest parts of us and it touches us not just internally, but externally. It has an impact in our entire lives. And my friends, today, I think that it would be a disservice, a dishonor to God if we did not just take a moment to consider what is God speaking to each and every one of us personally. What is God saying to you? And more importantly, what will we do in response to God today, to his word? I believe that I am amongst the people, that we are a people that love the Lord and honor him. Would you agree with that? Come on, give God some praise. He is worthy of all that praise and honor. And I know that we are people that will not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And so go out there and be a light. Go out there and live with honor. Honor those that God has placed you in their trust. Honor those that are among you. We're going to be talking about that next week. Do not miss Church at the Bridge and make it your aim to bring three people with you. I'm telling you right now, pack the house out. Not because we're into numbers. That's not who we are. No, because every single life matters. And honor is lacking in this world. We need to be those that infuse this world with the aroma of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? So I know you're going to do that big time. But before we close today, I want to take a moment to address anyone who might be in the house or online. And what you're realizing is that, man, you've been striving for a lot of different things in life. But you've never really considered what it is to honor God. You thought it was maybe going to a place, maybe it was doing something religious. And what you're discovering is that before you could ever honor God, God honored you. God honored all humanity. Get this. Philippians 2 tells us that Jesus did not consider it robbery to leave his place on the throne and to become a man, but that he willingly did it. And we're going to look at this next week, but it tells us that we should have that same mind. The Bible puts it this way, that God demonstrates his love in this, that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why would God become a man and do that? It was because a man messed it up and a man had to make up the difference. But none of us could. 
And so God, in his loving, gracious kindness, became a man and paid the ultimate price for sin. See, the issue isn't behavior. The issue isn't even your past. The issue isn't even entirely the way you think. The issue is this issue of sin. It's the root at the tree. It's what's causing that fruit to spring up in our lives that continues to bring destruction. But God loved us so much that he addressed that root. He cut it. And he provided us forgiveness and a way for a new life. I'm telling you, my friend, today, whether you are here in the house or you are at home or watching online or maybe you're catching this later, you have a divine appointment today with God. And God honors you. He paid the price for you that you would discover a new life. If you believe that with us today, we want you to do something in the house. And if you're online, we want you to do it online. Raise your hand nice and high. Not because we're looking to embarrass anyone, but because every single life matters. And we want to know who you are. And we want to walk along this journey with you. If you believe that today, then let's pray this together, supporting what God is doing here in the lives of many and online. Message us online. Give us an emoji. Let us know who you are. We want to walk with you. Let's say this together as we close. Say, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God and you love me. Today I declare that you are my Lord, that you are my Savior, and that you are my God. And from this day forward, I choose to follow you, to honor you, and I thank you for a new life. Come on now, if you pray that we are celebrating the goodness of God working in your lives here in the house and online. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth that you poured into us. We thank you for Pastor Marcus, Pastor Joe, Pastor Titus, and his team. Lord, we honor you and thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Thank you for worshiping with us. If you accepted Christ for a first time, guest, stop by our VIP section. We want to connect with you. Thank you again, and God bless you. Have a great week. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here at Church of the Bridge today. I pray that you had a personal encounter with God, that he spoke to you powerfully, and that he met you at your place of need with this message. I also want to encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube page. By doing so, you'll be able to check out past messages, uh, past events that we've done. You'll also be able to see what's happening now and those things that are to come. And lastly, I'd like to invite you to join with us in all that God is doing with your giving. Feel free to do so on our website. Again, thank you again for joining us, and I can't wait to connect with you next week.